Welcome back to Not 97. On today's episode, we sit down with budding Atlanta singer-songwriter Davion. We talk through Davion's career from being featured on Dreamville's Grammy-nominated album Revenge of the Dreamers 3 to recently being a part of Uncharted, the documentary produced by Alicia Keys' She Is the Music organization that premiered at this year's Tribeca Film Festival. Davion discusses her journey as a songwriter, what we can expect from her debut EP, Good Grief, and even plays us an unreleased song off of the record, live from Safe and Sound Studios, and brought to you by The Orchard and Human Resources. This is not a podcast. This is not a radio show. This is Not 97. Enjoy. Davion. Hello. Welcome to Not 97. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Welcome to New York. Yes. And uh, welcome to Safe and Sound Studios. Yes, great space. Yeah, fortunate enough to be here, but how are you? I'm feeling great. Like, I'm feeling really good. No complaints, even if I wanted to. God is good. Yeah. So, do you mind, real quick, just Mm -hmm. introducing yourself, letting our listeners know who you are, where you come from, and what you do? Okay, yes. My name is Davion. I am a 23-year-old singer-songwriter from Augusta, Georgia, currently based in Atlanta. I think I should add producer and engineer to that list as well. Say that. Yeah, that too. I know that you have been writing music for a long time. Yeah. Since you were young. Yeah. And I feel like that's a fairly unique perspective and not a lot of artists are... I mean, how old were you when you started? Honestly, I probably started, like, writing when I was, like, I'd say, like, maybe eight or nine. Like, my mom, she she got me to journal really young. Not even got me. She just encouraged, like, journaling. She would buy me journals and, like, things like that when she goes to the store. So I would always, like, have a pen and paper handy. So I was, I started, like, eight or nine, and that was, like, the beginning. Do you think that you knew what you were doing back then? Like, was there a... A clear goal in mind, or you were just... Nah, I know exactly what I was doing. Yeah? 100%. Like, I I remember before, like, I mean, now, and this is so funny, because, like, I kind of just had a flashback. I would, like, before I actually could, like, produce and, like, had the software to do so, I would even, like, try to, like, write beats out somehow. I don't know, but, like, I always knew I wanted it to be a song, you know? So, like, I remember I had a journal, and I would, like, it was, like, my songbook, and I was in the third grade. I had a teacher named Miss Cirillo. And one of my classmates threw it away. They threw my book away. Yeah. And I kind of just was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, I'm going to go harder. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like when you lose the hard drive. You uh, lose the albums yeah. on the hard drive. And it, was, like... it was exactly like that, 100%. So, but yeah, I always knew what I was doing. And like, even before I could like articulate like what I really wanted, like, for real, for real, I always, like, had the desire to make music. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, kind of how has that writing process evolved for you over the years? It's become more... I don't even, like, now, I don't even write. Like, you know, I'll just, like, punch in. And, like, I when I first started, like, recording and, like, making music, I learned to engineer myself. So the songwriting process became a lot more fine-tuned, you know, like the person that's writing is the same person that's engineering is usually the same person that's producing so it's really fluid so you know i'll i'll usually just of course i still journal to this day i think it's really important to 
tap in with myself and like know how I feel so I can like talk about what I need to talk about. But it has evolved into a much more seamless process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you still writing in like a songbook? No, not necessarily. Not not anymore. But I've I've felt the urge to get back to that space recently. Like I I feel like. You know, now I'll, like, make a voice note or, like, there will be, like, a concept that I'll have in my brain that I'll, like, write down in my Apple Notes or whatever. But, like, it's not, like, that physical part is not there anymore, and I'm kind of wanting to get back to that. Yeah. hmm I know that over the course of your career, you've also done, like, songwriting for other artists as well? Yeah, I've dibble-dabbled for sure. Yeah. How does that process differ when, when it goes to, like, writing for someone else and writing for yourself? Well, I think that, so I'm going to take it back a little bit. So like when I first moved to Atlanta, even before I moved to Atlanta, I would, I would come in and like, of course, like nine times out of 10, I have my artist hat on, like very rarely do like, not even rarely, but not often do I present myself as the writer because, you know, I feel like as an artist, I'm all encompassing. So like I'll play a song or like I would play a song back at that time, like 2017, 2018. And they'll be like, oh, shit, this is fire. Like, who wrote this? Mm. And I'm like, mm. well, me. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, you know, and, and again, like, me being a novice, me being young, because, like, I'm 23 now. So, like, in 2018, 2017, I was 17 and 18. Yeah. So, like, and I hadn't even, like, gone into a studio at that time. Like, that, those were my first experiences. So, like, I was super naive, and I didn't know that people, and it's no shot. This is just, like, some people have different processes. And so, like, I didn't know that people, not everybody didn't write their own music. So, like... Well, I was like, well, me. Well, who, who the fuck else, you know? And, like, they were like, okay, well, like, your mom, come to this session, like, try to write for this person. And so I would, like, take one more session as a writer. And, like, this is, at this point, I'm still trying to figure out, like, who I am, you know, as a young woman, but, like, as a young artist. And, and just who I am in society. So, like, there was a lot of internal conflict between, like, what path do I want to take? You know, when you're young and when you're talented, you, it could go either way. You know, I could really just go, like, headfirst as a writer because, like, I would get called a lot to write. But then, like, being an artist, like, my heart is is an artist, you know? And so I just was, like, you know, I felt a lot of things. Like, I don't want to, like, you know, give what makes me special away or whatever. And now older as a woman, as a grown, I've grown, and I know, like, I can never give what makes me special away. It's, like, the faucet. You can't run out of water. You know what I mean? So, like... But at that time, I didn't, I kind of, like, turned away from, like, that part of my artistry because I was still just trying to figure out, like, what did I want for me first, you know? But I definitely would go into rooms and, like, I would be called to write for artists. And, like, even now when I'm called to do things to write, you know, I definitely like to study the artists, you know, not so much to, like, give them what they already have because obviously they want something else, something new, but, like, to familiarize myself with what they have going on and then, like turn that shit up like give them something different you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah yeah well speaking of you as an artist mm-hmm. i know you have an ep that you've been working on for some time mm-hmm. and rumors are that it's almost finished mm-hmm. so i'm wondering kind of what the process of putting that project together has been like for you yeah it's it's been it's been intense you know like i think that for me, I mean, it's been in the works for well over a year, almost two. Not quite, but almost. Even the experiences that led up to the EP have been in the works for almost two years. But the EP, like, conceptually started to come together around a year ago. And it's been 
it's been it's been interesting because like the type of artist that I am, I really have to live life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like I really have to like throw myself into like existing and experiencing before I can even like begin to like create something. So there was a lot of shift happening. There was a breakup, wah, 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 you know, like shit hit the fan. And that was really new for me because, like, that was my first true experience like that. So I'm not, contrary to what you might think, I'm not really the person to talk about my feelings. Like, I really don't do that. So I I happened to connect with a really talented producer named Natra. He's really talented. And he just happened to kind of, like, the, our worlds aligned in a way. Like, he just sent me a pack randomly. I did a, a SZA cover, I Hate You. I covered mm. that song, and, like, I guess it just fell on his For You page. And he, like, was like, damn, you're bomb. I sent you a pack. And, like, you know, a lot of people sent me a lot of packs. So I just, I didn't really look too deep into it initially. And then, like, randomly, the breakup happened, and I was like, I just need to get this shit out. You know what I mean? And uh, this is before I had even, like, tapped into, like, production on my end. Like, I really wasn't producing that much. So I just needed an outlet. And uh, I opened his pack, and I was like, damn, like, this is, like, this is exactly, it just, it just, like, this, I knew I had to record over that. And so, yeah, the EP, like, when I was making the music, it was a song after song after song after song after, it was just, like, really, like, just one after one, you know? And, like, I didn't even know the EP was, like, coming together until, like, I was like, damn, not sure, like, we have enough for a project, you know what I mean? Like, that's really what it was. And so that's how it happened. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that, uh, you know, in you've, you've released two EPs independently yeah. previously and mm-hmm. a string of singles, but are you approaching this kind of as your debut? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like, say and I, my manager, like, we kind of have positioned myself just strategy-wise to just kind of like, this is like the this is like the beginning. You know, this is the beginning of my true story. You know, I feel like there was an awakening that happened, not just with that, you know, but just in life, you know, like I feel like everything happened in a way to where like I just became more aware of like my purpose. You know what I yeah. mean? And like I I mean, the thing I struggle with is like when you can do things well, you can get away with being mediocre. You mm. know what I mean? Like you can just get away with like oh, that shit was hard, ah, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, that was good, or, like, you know, oh, like, that's, you know, because it, it, it sounds good, but it's, like, was I, like, touching topics that, like, really could change people and, like, mm. create conversation and, like, leave an impact or, like, create community, you know, like, yeah, but, like, nah, you know, mm-hmm. and I feel like with this EP, like, I'm doing, like, exactly that, and, like, I've said that before, like, internally with my team, but, like, this is my first EP that I feel like sounds like me, you know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I wonder, like, what what does that mean to you as, like, an introduction mm-hmm. of who you are to people? I think with this project, like, my introduction is basically just, like, you know, we all go through shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, we all go through stuff, not even just as it pertains to love, but just in life. And I feel like I just happen to make it sound pretty. And, you know, we could just exist together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really what I'm trying to say with this. And I feel like a lot of people had a soft entry to me, like, with my previous, you know, music, but also, like, my previous, like, placements and uh, amazing experiences and really great examples of what I'm capable of. But this is the one for me, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You also just said, like, you, you know, you need to live life. 
to, mm-hmm. to, to create. And, and I think I've seen you speak before about like making feel good music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wonder if you think about kind of what the context of where your music lives in, like how people are listening to your music and, and yeah, how, how you kind of intend people to, to live with your music. I think that like, I definitely, even like my last EP, like feel so good, you know, like yeah. that, that project for me, it was just like, it was fresh off of COVID. It was like, damn, like we've just been in isolation. Like I just want to make people smile and dance and be happy. Mm-hmm. And like, even like now I feel like as a as a people as a culture there's a lot of shift happening and like the world is a, it can be a really dark place and like you know we just go through things and like i feel like even mental health has become more acceptable to just be vulnerable about and so i feel like not even that like i'm hopping on trends but i feel like my music is very timely i feel like it follows where we are as a people and as a culture and i feel like even with this project like i think it definitely like i want people to feel heard and seen and like not alone. I know that sounds so corny, but like I want people to be like, "Damn, like this, this, this is something that I've gone through as well." And like, there's a song that helps me like work through that, you know, yeah. or a project rather. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know that you had a, a big moment in 2019 mm-hmm. uh, with the Dreamville sessions yeah. and, and Revenge of the Dreamers three, which even just like looking back, it's almost like I was thinking about it yesterday, and mm-hmm. like that. Almost was just like a cultural moment. A hundred percent. In in music yeah. and like that hasn't really happened ever again. Nah. Yeah, nah. Like even like we set records with that project. Like it was the most collaborative album. And I can't remember how long, but yeah. like it it was just so many, not even in a way that it was like too many hands on deck. It was just like, first of all, the camp itself, the Revenge of the Dreamers 3 camp was just like it was like a dream, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it was like a dream to be a part of. And uh, there were just so many, like, OGs and, like, you know, new artists coming together and just, like, shaking hands, you know what I'm saying? And just, like, it was a lot of camaraderie. It was a lot of, like, even healthy competition. Like, you yeah. make me better. Like, I'm going to just go crazy mm-hmm. on this because you just went so crazy, you know what I mean? And, like, it definitely was a moment for the culture. And I think that, like, baby Davy, like, I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like... Eh. Eight, 19. Yeah. I had just turned 19 when that came out. I wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah. I wasn't even supposed to be in Georgia. I didn't even live in Atlanta yet. Like, I just happened to be in the city. Like, I flew in, like, a couple of days before. And Damani, super bomb. He's so talented. A really good friend of mine. He was like, you should come to these sessions. And I was like, first of all, <laughs> isn't that Invite only? <laughs> like, isn't that J. Cole? Like, isn't that Dreamville? You know what I mean? And he was like, yeah. And I kid you not, I be trying to find the messages. He was like... Bro, do you know who the fuck you are? Mm. He told me that I was like 19, and like, even though like we're the same age or like close in age, like he's always just like, I've always like, he's always like thought of me really highly and like always tried to like, I like just make sure I know that like, you know, who I am. And it's like, I definitely have come into my own as of, as of now, you know, I realize and I know. But even like going to those sessions, like <laughs> niggas had to damn near sneak me in, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I wasn't supposed to be there. And, and it just took somebody being like, nah, bro, like you belong here. Like, come yeah. on. And then, you know, that, that just one thing led to another, led to another. And then like the rest was history, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder kind of like what, in the moment you kind of took away from that and then even just looking back what has stuck with you since i think in the moment and i think that this also is like why 
God continues to bless me, I just be happy to be here. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I'm just really happy to just, like, be in the spaces that I've been allowed to be in when, on paper, I'm not qualified. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people in that space looked at me and, like, and, like, I don't, I don't take it personally now because, like, I understand that, like, some people, you have to see it to believe it. You know what I mean? And, like, I'm not mad at that. But, like... I remember just, like, being there, like, 19, like, new 19. Like, I was just 18 and, like, not really making music for real. Like, just ex outside of my room, you know? And, like, you know, at one point, Cole took me to the side and he was like, bro, like, <laughs> your bomb is fuck. And I was like, first of all, I was just trying to get my little cup of water. Like, I was just, like, really just chilling, living life, just happy to be here. And then, like, for somebody I really look up to to just, like, take the time to just, like, make sure I knew that. Because, like, they were recording. They were, like, doing the, the documentary. And, like, he just has all the footage. And I was just like, damn, like, I'm just, I'm happy to be here, man. Like, thank you for having me. You know what I yeah. mean? And, like, the next day I ended up getting a call to do the, the song that became Sleep Deprived. And, like, you know, that was that. But, like, in that moment I was just, like, <sighs> I kind of, like, had just decided to do music for real, you know? And that is that was, like, a really nice, like, soft launch to, like, reassure me, you know? And then looking back now, I'm, like, I think that my takeaway now looking back is just, like, you know, I've always been ready, you know? Like, mm -hmm. there are people who, who see what I didn't see and, like, they've always made space. And I saw a post today, I actually reposted it, and it was, like, if you have the opportunity, then you're ready. Like, or if you were given the opportunity, then you're ready for it. And I feel like I kind of just have to keep that in my mind moving forward throughout life because, like, again, just being a young black woman who just really has a lot of different areas that I want to tackle, I feel like I'm not going to be the best at a lot of things off rip, but, like, if people give me the opportunity... I'm supposed to be there for a reason or, like, you know, if people see where I'm at, you know, and they decide to, like, throw me that bone. Yeah. I have to not only be ready. Another thing I learned is, like, I have to, like, not even, like, to throw that saying not there, but, like, I got to stay ready so I don't have to get ready. The yeah. only reason I really, like, was able to go crazy was because <clears throat> I was ready. Because yeah. even, like, thinking back the clip that Cole had saw on the camera was a cipher. <clears throat> like, they had just been passing the mic around at one point, and it was, like, a bunch of really talented people. Like, Swiss Beads had started the cipher. Masego was there. Like, it was just so many really talented people. And, and my friend Bueno, who also produced on Sleep Deprived, he was like, he was like, Davion, they're going to come, they're going to come with that microphone. And when they do, like, go crazy, like, just, you got to be ready. And I was just like, again, like, really timid, not even timid, but like, I'm in the room with legends, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was crazy. And, and he was like, you just got to go crazy, just snap. And I'm like, all right, man, like, I'm going to just do what I can do. Because also, these are rappers, like, I'm a singer. Yeah. That I also felt out of my depth in that way. But I just, like, did what I did. And then, like... Just just staying ready and, like, not being so, like, oh, well, I don't know. And, like, you know, that's definitely a takeaway for me, too, is, like, even now, like, just pursuing different lanes and, like, really just trying to become who I know I'm supposed to be. Like, a lot of that is just preparation. Like, even now when I feel like I'm kind of, like, in limbo about certain things or, like, waiting for answers or, like, just kind of in those beginning stages and, like, a lot of that is just preparation for me, just constantly even just staying ready so when those moments do happen, like, they always do. They always come around. I just want to be ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I love that sentiment. Um, yeah. And I think that's a very important thing for a lot of young artists. To, yeah. To, 
remember. Mm-hmm. Also, like, really a testament to Cole and the fact that he was so kind of hands-on in that moment. A hundred percent. He actually... He actually flew me out later that year to record with him, like, 101. Yeah. Crazy. And I was just like... Who's doing that? Nobody. And, yeah, that's what I, and yeah. I, I was like... And I honestly don't even like to, like... Sometimes I'm just, like, again, like, the whole, like, second-guessing thing, like... And I was like, bro, like, why? Like, not even, like, no shot to you and what you got going on, but, like, why? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and he was just like, I'm just trying to collaborate more. And then, like... That, to me, was also, again, reassuring because it's, like, people see me. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times and in a lot of ways, I feel like the little sis in the industry, you know, if that makes any sense. Like, I, of course, I am little sis to a lot of people, but, like, I feel like sometimes people recognize my talent, but, like, they don't take me seriously sometimes. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's, like my perception of the situation, but also that is my reality sometimes mm. as well. So, like, that's really crazy. Like, he's just bombing that way to just see that and be like, nah, like, come on. Let's, like, let's record. You know what I'm saying? Really cool. That album was nominated for Best Rap Album mm-hmm. at the Grammys in 2020. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that moment like for you? <sighs> first of all, bananas. That's <laughs> just, like, the first word that comes to mind. I was even still, like... I've, like, settled into, like, that title, you know, just, like, being a Grammy-nominated artist and songwriter. But, like, I remember the day that it happened, like, I literally was getting ready for work. Mind you, I worked two jobs at this time. So, like, I was getting ready for work, and, like, I lived with my oldest sister, Devin, at the time. And, like, I just screamed to the top of my lungs, and she, like, busted in my room, like, Bob, are you okay? Like, what's going on? I'm like, we got nominated for a Grammy. Like, ah, like, it was so bananas. Like, I'm 19. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, people really go hard their whole careers, and they never are able to achieve that title. And it's like, that was just so crazy to me. And I feel like, I just, I don't think I'll ever forget that. Yeah, nah. It was, it was crazy. Even just speaking of cosigns, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the way 997 was introduced to mm-hmm. your music mm-hmm. was on an episode that we did yeah. in, I think, 2020 mm-hmm. through Ivy Soul. Yeah, shout out to uh, Ivy. We need a shout out Ivy. Yeah. Super talented yeah. artist, rapper, yeah. singer, producer. Yeah. Um, yeah, and 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 I know you didn't even, like, really fully realize that Bro, until a few days ago. I didn't even know. I was about to say, I didn't even know until a few days ago, like... Just genuine love. Just that's like, in my opinion, like word of mouth is always the best, like marketing. You know, yeah. like just the best way to like pay anything forward. You know, because it's like I fuck with you so much, and like I understand that you'll appreciate something so much that I'm gonna just put you on. Cause mm-hmm. like you'll you'll understand. Yeah. Like that's like the best. Yeah. So shout out. I mean, I think like that ultimately is the, you know, the the. I guess like nucleus of what we do at 987 yeah, where it is 100%, just like yeah. I'm it gonna was put just you it was just so it was just so like perfect you know what I'm saying and in full circle yeah. boom here we are yeah mm-hmm. uh, yeah I think those cosigns are cosigns are always amazing like I feel like we as creatives you know like I think at the root of it all like yeah we like want people to like our music or whatever your medium is is it, whether it's like painting or like you know whatever I think that like yeah, we want people to, like, ooh and ah, but, like, I think at the end of it, like, we just want people to, like, appreciate it. Yeah. And I think that, like, when you 
when you have a cosign from somebody who's also somebody that you like respect, you know, because like I'm a fan of, of Ivy, like, you know, and I, I think that like that type of genuine, like just like support, because like, again, I didn't even know until a few days ago and that happened mm-hmm. three years ago. Like that's <laughs> yeah. just genuine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and that's real. like the best. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for those that are listening right now, they don't really know that there's a whole camera crew. <laughs> In this room right now, there's a there's a literal elephant in the room. Um, <laughs> a few of them. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, I'm wondering if you can kind of speak to what what this journey has been for you. What's going on here? Well, <laughs> I think that okay, it's definitely like I said, there's a few elephants in this room right now. I have been filming a documentary. For the past year, again, talk about a cosign. Alicia Keys, her organization, she is the music. Just taking the space and taking the time to, like, highlight really talented female just artists, producers, writers. And they picked me to to kind of, like, follow and just follow around and be my besties for a year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah. They're really cool. It's been, it's been, it's been really, it's been very big. You know, all these really big moments happen for me. And I feel like with this opportunity in particular, I'm trying to take the time to just appreciate the magnitude of, of, and the weight behind what's happening. Because even like with the Dreamville situation and like I was on tour with Baby Rose and like the Grammy nomination mm-hmm. and like all these like really cool things that have happened so far. I'm just, like, me, I'm, like, a hyper-creative, and, like, I'm, like, really all about work, so I'm just, like, oh, yeah, this is awesome, like, what's next, you know? And I'm, like, that's, of course, it's really good to have that mentality, but it's also, like, really just kind of, like, sit in the moment and, like, just be, like, dang, like, there are some people who kind of want to, like, put a spotlight on me and, like, my journey and and give myself, but also, like, the people who will, like, come to love me a chance to kind of, like, see the foundation in the beginnings so that's really cool yeah stay uh-huh. grateful a hundred percent like yeah. that's like the most important thing with anything yeah 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 definitely shout out to she is the music a hundred percent and i also know you know earlier you were telling me about all women writing camp that you put together yeah yeah so i was i can't remember the year like 2019 ish maybe there was a spotify writing camp all women that i helped to curate like just really talented producers like tasha couture producer out of atlanta she she came through a really bomb really bomb artist she was a part of the group saint beauty at the time she came through just really bomb women, you know, engineers, you know, just coming into our space, sharing a space. And I think that, and this is also something that She Is A Music is like just created to do is just like shine a light on like how many women there are in this industry that don't always get the same opportunities as men, you yeah. know, and because it's not because of a shortage of talent, you know what I'm saying? It's and and I feel like when even when that camp was put together back when it was, it was really cool to be able to like call my friends that make music and like be like, come on, like there's yeah. a space for us, you know, like that's so cool because like that doesn't always happen, and or even like just being in rooms, like I can't tell you how many times like I've gone to a session and like 
I mean, it's dapping each other up. Right. And, ah, right. ah, it's been so long. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. And then here I am, like, and it's just like, I mean, like, I guess there's like, I'm not a groupie. Like, I'm y'all actually, little do you know, are here to like work for me. But, you know, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> or just even coexist in the same space. And like, you know, you get looked over so many times for whatever the reason is ego, whatever. Yeah. Now, it's not always the case, but it can be. So, like, uh, just working with women from top to bottom, it really. It cuts a lot of we. There's a shared experience there mm-hmm. for sure. So it's always been like, you don't have to worry about certain things in rooms like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we touched on the the EP. Mm-hmm. Looking o- looking out over kind of the next year for you. Mm-hmm. What are some of your goals moving forward? This is heavy manifestation right now. Yeah, put it all down. Heavy manifestation. I just wanted to preface. I definitely, okay, for sure the EP, I want the EP to come out. Should I give him the name? I don't know. We, we, I, okay. <laughs> so my EP is called Good Grief. It's about grief. It's about acceptance. It's about loss. And I want Good Grief to come out. I want people to appreciate that experience, that moment, that EP. And I want I want to go on a tour eventually as well. I, I see that for me. I don't know. I think I think beyond anything, I feel like my, my pinky toe has been in the door for a minute. I want my mm. whole foot in that mm. bitch. I want my leg in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? I want my leg in the door. The whole you know? platform crock. The whole platform crock in that bitch. You know, like I see that for me within this next year. And whatever that looks like, I'm grateful. For sure. Like, I know that's kind of vague in that sense, but, like, I like to be open to whatever life has for me. And I, I do see more people knowing who I am. And and that, for me, is enough in the immediate stages. But, of course, long term, like, I'm trying to, like, headline a tour one day. Like, I'm trying to, like, do festivals. And uh, one day we, one day we're going to look back at this and be, yeah. we're going to be at the arena, store <laughs> ta- uh, the arena tour stage. And it's going to be like, I told y'all, niggas. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think I guess like what is you know what does success look like for you? For me, I think man, success for me is just freedom mm. in like every way, like financial freedom, of course, spiritual freedom. I'm free to like explore my spirituality. I'm free to like explore my even mental freedom. You know, I want to be in a space to where like I don't feel burdened because of, you know, all of these exterior factors. Like I want to get up and go to the fucking, I don't know, wake up and go to the park, you know, spend (laughs) spend all day in the park, you know, or wake up and, you know, fly to see my parents in Texas because I have the means to do that. You know, like that's what freedom is. And I mean, that's what success is to me. I mean, it's definitely freedom to just do what I want to do because I was brave enough to follow my dreams. That's real. Yeah. So to to play us out, mm-hmm. uh, I will give you the floor to introduce one of your own songs. Beautiful. It can be a new song. It can be an old song. It can be an unreleased song. Whatever you mm-hmm. want to introduce, let us know what the song is, mm-hmm. what it's about, why mm-hmm. you chose it. Okay. And then give us the, you know, radio I'm Davion, and this is... Okay, bet. I think I'll go with Twin Flame. It's a song from the EP. Twin Flame is... It's a heavy one for me, and I think when I was, like, experiencing life at that time, 
you know, the tw a twin flame is like, you know, somebody that you're really connected to, you know, and the song for me, it kind of toys around with like, what do you do when like you're connected to somebody that you have cut access to? Like you don't have access to that person anymore. So it's like, you know, do you think of me when I think of you? Like, I don't know, like these things I used to know because we were just so in tune and we were just talking so much. Now it's like, you might still feel these things and like, but now I don't have a way of knowing, you know? So it, it, it really toys around with that. And like, it, it definitely, it for me was, it was like a, it kind of encompasses what my grief looked like at that time. Because a lot of times when you break up with somebody, you don't realize that. And I happened to be in therapy at the time. <laughs> and my therapist, she was like, I was like, I don't even know why I'm so fucking sad. This is stupid as fuck. Like, I don't even like that nigga no more. I'm just going, you know, of course, you just tell my therapist what I told her. And she was just like, you're grieving, you know, like you're grieving. And I was just like, of course, like, am I really, I, from what I understood about the word, you know, it was like death. And I'm just like, Nobody died. I'm like, I don't wish anything ill on this man at all. I don't want anything to happen to him. I don't really know what you mean. And she just broke it down. She was just like, there's a death. <clears throat> it, it might not have been a physical death, but there, did, there was a death. The relationship has, has died, and your body doesn't know that this wasn't a physical death. You're just grieving. Grief is grief is grief. You know what I mean? And so this song, Twin Flame, kind of just was like what that looked like for me. Mm. Yeah. Hey guys, this is Davion, and you are about to listen to Twin Flame on Not 97. Do you think of me when I think of you? Keep us alive 